the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. No, no, no. I know we were supposed to hit the debt ceiling today. But during the week of Christmas, with the only Republican vote by Adam Kinzinger, they extended the debt ceiling by $2.5 trillion. But shh, keep it under your hat. That was Christmas week. So those schedules of the debt ceiling, no, they got another $2 trillion they can add on before it becomes noticeable. So just ignore the spending. Ignore it all. Everything is fine. We're doing great. Economy's great. And there's no need to focus on the fact that we are about to enter a war to distract people from the economic calamity that is at the hands of the Democrat Marxist mafia, led by somebody who is an embarrassment to humanity, a facade of a man. In fact, he's giving a press conference that is pretty much less than the FBI recordings on J.B. Pritzker and Rod Lagojevich. It's uh, about five minutes long, and it turns out that um, it's pretty much Joe Biden saying Vladimir Putin is lying, the Ukrainian people are about to be invaded, even in the face of the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lazov, just an hour before saying that it is propaganda and that the world should be aware that the propagandists are not the Soviet Union, but they are America. I don't know which one of these scoundrels is lying, but I know the one that's looking at us, speaking English, has been lying for 50 years. I am sure that anyone even remotely familiar with foreign policy issues is now aware that all the statements about Russian invasion made by the Western media and politicians are fake news, propaganda, fiction. Let them believe in their own stories if that is something they enjoy. If you like it, good for you. Go ahead. But this is funny, of course. Serious and mature people spew out predictions and mantras. Politico keeps coming up with new invasion dates. Now it is scheduled for February 20th. While Foreign Secretary Liz Truss tells the world to expect the invasion at any time and that Russia will drag this out for months. They are already establishing a long-term timeline for themselves. At the same time, the Foreign Office recommends staying vigilant. No- you know, as American people do, um, do they still believe that their government has credibility? It's interesting. I mean, we, we're talking about the, the Russian-Ukrainian situation, which most people are completely unaware that uh, our own Congress just three years ago passed a bill to specifically not enrich the neo-Nazi party that is a now a faction of the Ukrainian military. Yet these are the same people that are going to believe Joe Biden, who I'm not 
exaggerating when I say has been lying to your face for 50 years. Now, does that mean I believe that the Russian foreign minister is truthful? No, I think they're all a bunch of scallywags. What I do realize is that here in America, our economy is a Ponzi scheme shell game that is imploding all around us. The only way that they can buy off complacency is to give more government welfare to their already, what, 50 million welfare recipients when it comes to SNAP food and who knows how many when you add in housing and who knows how many when you add in the PPP loans as we've backdoor nationalized business. So that's just that aspect, the economy. But then there's that other tricky little part. What we've been living through with the lie of the emergency situation from Illinois to New York to nationwide and how these particular Democrats love to have the emergency capabilities and tyranny that they're implementing, which is only second now to Trudeau, but that's around the corner as well. So do I think that this Russian foreign minister may have a point? My knee-jerk reaction, and after listening to Joe Biden stammer through five minutes of deception, I believe the Russian. No matter what happens, implying that even if Russia withdraws its troops from the border, the threat will not go away. They are laying the foundation for the future. The troops will go back to their bases after the military exercises are over. The process has already started, and they see it. But they are trying to cement this issue and make this agenda permanent. Even if Russia sends the troops back to their bases, the threat will remain. And while promoting this narrative, the West is expanding its military presence and infrastructure. The UK announced plans to double the number of its troops in Estonia and send tanks and armored fighting vehicles. And didn't this whole thing start? The whole thing start because the accusation was falling on deaf ears as Ru Russia was accusing the UN and the West of establishing weapon launch capabilities in the Ukraine. So they have, in essence, created a perfect lie. Because now we're going to send more people there, more money, more weapons, more troops, along with Great Britain, along with the rest of the NATO allies, I guess, even though we pay them and bribe them and underwrite them and have massive, massive loans to their nations. So we don't have a friend in this world that we don't bribe to be our friend. It's kind of like Pritzker for signatures. Isn't um, this the perfect way to, as a Trojan horse of looking out for the world, to do exactly what Russia has been accusing us of for the last seven years? Secretary of State Blinken said that he would be open to a meeting after Russia delivers its document and they get a chance to look at it and consider our perspective. This suits our interests and plans as well. We would like to meet and explain to our American colleagues and their NATO allies that we can't be satisfied with just promises. Well, there you go. They want to meet with you as well. Is anyone else bothered by the feeble fascist, the dementia patient pretending to be president? saying yesterday he did not call Putin? Wouldn't that be the first thing you do? I have a problem. Let me pick up the phone. Listen, Vlad, put down that hooker and that miniature giraffe. I want your attention. What the hell are you doing? You notice how they have that same air of never communicating? And who are you going to send? Harris? For what? Unless they're going on a lunch date, she's not going to get Vlad's attention too much. In the meantime, what if this is the perfect operation the perfect trojan horse to forever 
arm Ukraine, use it as a shill operation to always have a threat against Russia. And could that actually be the reason that there has been corruption between the Bidens and the Ukrainian government for well over a decade? I'm starting to see a link here. I mean, it does, after all, explain why Hunter Biden was on a board of a natural gas company. Do you think that Hunter Biden could even tell you what natural gas is? I don't think so. You are convinced that President Putin is going to invade Ukraine. Is that what you just said a few moments yes, ago? Yes, I did. Yes. So is diplomacy off the table then? No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're convinced of it. Well, you were convinced that the vaccine was going to help. You were convinced that Max... Masks were going to help. You're convinced, you stupid son of a dog, that by you borrowing more money and destroying our economy, it's going to help things. You're pretty much an idiot, and you have been for at least 80 years, 50 of which you've destroyed my country while tinkering with your opinion. Oh, until he does, diplomacy is always a possibility. How could you be diplomatic with a liar? I mean it. How could you be diplomatic with a liar? Now, I know... That if you're listening to me, you've never voted for a Democrat. And if you did, it was a mistake or somebody's uncle needed a job. But you didn't vote for this particular fraud of a man. Because you could spot for decades that Joe Biden, for every aspect of his political life, has been dead wrong. Dead wrong. And now, because he has an opinion of what someone might do, we're going to go to war? I guess it does get you off of uh, exactly how bad things are here at home. Do you have to believe he's considering that option at all? We have a significant intelligence capability. Thank you very much. Yes, and now I have to go. Let me run out of the room because we have a significant intelligence capability. Really? Is this the same intelligence bureau that was convincing me that Donald Trump was working with the Russians? Is it the same one that couldn't pull its head out of its ass long enough to see exactly what the Clinton Foundation was all about? Or is it the same one that didn't raise an eyebrow? When you withheld a billion dollars in foreign aid so that the Ukrainian government wouldn't investigate your crack-smoking scumbag son. Is that the same intelligence? That's not very intelligent. We have reason to believe the Russian forces are planning to uh, and intend to attack Ukraine in the coming week, in the coming days. We believe that they will target Ukraine's capital, Kiev, a city of two. By the way, it's Kiev. When did it become Kiev? It's Kiev. You fracking moron. And your diaper is overloaded. That's why your socks are wet. 2.8 million innocent people. We're calling out Russia's plans loudly and repeatedly. Not because we want a conflict, but because we're doing everything in our... But because we need one. We need one. Not just because we all have stock. No, 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 no. Not just because you got a bunch of military guys who are tired of pressing their ribbons and they want to come on and talk about how virtuous they are and they need to spend a little bit more money but because we have to distract even the Democrats, even the Democrats, from exactly what the hell is happening here at home. It feels as though they're taking advantage of our children because they don't have their own voices. And so we're here today because we feel it's really important to give them a voice and to take the mask off. It's creating a lot of upset for many, many children. Some children are having just such a hard time learning, growing, breathing. And then there's that myocarditis thing that seems to be scattered through the United States. In fact, it's, it, it's parabolic. The numbers are staggering. How many people have myocarditis who also believe that your vaccine was not an experiment? Hmm. Now let's hurry up.
Let's believe this lion son of a dog. Power to remove any reason that Russia may give to justify invading Ukraine and prevent them from moving. I still can't have any reason of why you're the most powerful man in the world. I really can't. To me, you look like a feeble moron who should be looking for a clicker and waiting for rice pudding. You're a feeble fascist pig. And the idea that this guy's in control of our military actions, our economy, our, our, our school system, pick a direction. This is who's in charge. And a liar is never to be, be believed. Never once. Because any hitman will tell you, the first one's the hardest. This son of a dog's been lying to you for half a century. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Same military intelligence that told us about the Gulf of Tonkin, and we don't have to go that far back. How about Osama bin Laden? Would it take 11 years to get the seven foot, seven foot guy in a country where the average height is what, about 5'3? Dragging around a dialysis machine, living in a compound. What do you have? You have huts there. They don't even have a turlet. Here, here the guy is living in a compound, 14,000 square feet, big fence around it, helicopter pad. I don't know, we can't find them. What about Iraq? How'd the military intelligence turn out there? Weapons of mass deception. These are the same guys that are going to start World War III. And they have to. They have to because the only way out of this problem, and people have alluded to it before, is a good old-fashioned ass-kicking war. Oh, yeah. And it's the only reason that the rest of the world should use our dollar. Because as we know now, if you've in question the fact that we've destroyed our own currency, we go to war with you. If we can't bribe you. Because we are bringing you peace. I say the whole world must learn of our peaceful ways by force. It's excellent. It's a great way to do it. And we are the champions. Sing it. But the bottom line is this. The United States and our allies and partners will support the Ukrainian people. We will hold Russia accountable. You're really going to support the ones that bribed you, huh? You're really going to support the ones that put your son on the natural gas company. I mean, I know we're supposed to go after Trump because people don't like how he fluffed up the value of his property. Let's indict him. But you, you corrupt bastard, you and your son, you get to have all the LLCs you could ever want. What did he do? Wasn't he some flunky lawyer? Wasn't he some flunky lawyer that had to go work for a company that was, what, a lobbyist firm to you and the Democrat mafia? That explains how he got on a natural gas company. It's bribery. And now the Ukrainians are cashing in the chips. After all, they own your wrinkly ass. Sports actions. The West is united and resolved. We're ready to impose severe sanctions on Russia if it further invades Ukraine. If only we had a republic. Whew. If we had a republic, we wouldn't be in this pickle. I mean, can you imagine one corrupt son of a dog in charge of everything? If only we had a republic. Mike, Union. Oh! Hey, you know, Sean, they talked about the sacrifice and how it's going to hurt our economy. But you know whose economy is going to do really well? Joe Biden's economy and all his lackeys. Their economy is going to soar. Let's see what Halliburton's stock was. Let's see. Hold on. You know, it's a very good point. Halliburton's stock. Let me ask the evil Google. Halliburton's stock. Oh, it was, it, wasn't, it was off 72 cents. Well, the market imploded 600 points. Halliburton was off 72 cents. They don't want to make it too obvious. And, you know, it's a funny thing because I said, if only we had a republic. But you know this, Mike. 
There's enough Republicans in on that money laundering scheme of the industrial complex like Cheney, like Kinzinger. They'd vote anyway. So really, what the hell's the difference? Our, unfortunately, our, our representation is so corrupted, they never saw a false flag they didn't want to bite on. It's disgraceful and despicable, and I'll tell you what, Mike, I hope you don't have kids in this military. I really do. But it no. does explain why they had to initiate the draft of girls, doesn't it? That's, I mean, no, no, well, no, for their, for their girls. Oh, no, their girls will never go away. And me, I, I'd rather burn it up on tuition, and then I'll do what uh, Joe Biden did and Trump and the rest of them. I'll bribe some slimy doctor just enough money to say she's got flat feet. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. Dodging the draft the Biden way. I like it. I think we should go with it. Last night, Russia agreed that Secretary of State Blinken and Foreign Minister Lavrov should meet on February. Oh, he's going to get the date wrong. He's going to get the date wrong because, after all, he doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July today. I would uh, like to ask, how did Blinken get qualified for the job? Is it that, oh, is that, God. Is it that sharp look in his eye? Anthony Blinken. Or is it the fact he was your staffer? Here's a guy in charge of the foreign policy that was Joe Biden's lapdog. I mean, at least Kamala Harris worked her way up the old-fashioned way on lunch dates. Uh, on February 24th, February 24th in Europe. But if Russia takes military action before that date, we'll be clear that they have slammed the door shut on diplomacy. What if you take one of those militia guys, you know, the ones that we're not supposed to know about, because George Bush needed to have that mission uh, or those missionaries so that they could hide the numbers of death and destruction and mayhem and the crimes during the Iraq conflict. What if you took one of those guys and you put one of those Russian costumes on them? And you had him go over the border with a rocket launcher and shoot one into Ukraine. Would that count? Oh, I think it might. They will have they will have chosen a war, and they will pay a steep price for doing so. Not only from the sanctions that we and our allies will impose on Russia, but the more outrage the rest of the world will visit upon them. Did Hunter Biden's last check from Barisma clear? Let's get to the real important stuff, Crooked Joe. Did the Barisma payoff clear in the account? Because the Democrats that support you, they're not going to give a rip. The Democrats that vote for you, they expect you people to be crooked as Grand Avenue and as shady as a willow tree. Willow tree, Because you're Democrats. And that's how Democrats earn their money. That's how the Democrats earn their money. And uh, it does explain why big pharma, big military, big Wall Street, big banks... Just love bribing you people. The FDA now responding to an undercover video showing one of their employees making odd claims about COVID vaccines. The group Project Veritas released the video. It shows FDA executive officer for medical countermeasures, Christopher Cole, claiming that the Biden administration will eventually mandate annual COVID vaccines. You know, this came out on a week where the FDA exposed itself of being a pay-to-play scheme. Same week they break that story. Same week. That should be an earth-shattering story. You mean to tell me officials in the FDA were on tape bragging how Pfizer is paying you people hundreds of millions of dollars in consulting fees. You mean to tell me that might explain the trillion-dollar contracts for the pretend vaccines that are causing nothing but heart attacks and strokes and mayhem? Surely it's not stopping the so-called vid, not even close. In fact, did you know 
I bet you guys didn't know this. There is a new variant out there. It's true. Joining us now is Dr. Robert Murphy. He's a professor of infectious diseases at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. Good morning, doctor. Uh, good morning. Um, do we need not be concerned about this uh, variant that is more transmissible, considering the protection we seem to be getting as a society? Well, we got to be careful with this one. Uh, this came in on top of Omicron. Now, remember, Omicron came on top of Delta. And this thing has mutated away from the, like, the mother virus. Well, maybe that's what Pfizer intended it do. Maybe that's why Fauci was a bagman and an investor in it. Maybe it explains why Pfizer opened up a research and development lab in 2009 in Wuhan. Of course, we don't want to look into the origins of it or where it came from. Maybe it's doing exactly what it was supposed to do. Then just fade away after the country is broken, after the country has surrendered its liberty, its principles, its property rights. And after all, we're all led by a dimwit who's been nothing his entire career but a whore and now gets to be the pimp. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM 560. The answer. All right, so uh, let's go to the lines and I'll go to my story. Fred, Orland Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Very good, friend. I was friend. wondering if Putin has enough transgenders in his army versus ours. Because <laughs> if he doesn't, it isn't going to be fair. Do you think that would be a problem for us? Well, there, there's got to be equity. I just can't figure out how it's going to go down in war. I never did figure out how equity goes down in war. But what I have figured out is if you're related to or you're a friend of or a contributor to a senator or congressman, you have a very good likelihood of having your child avoid the conflict. That's something I've noticed over the last... Uh, Hundred years, so uh, Fred, I don't know what would be worse—to get killed by one of those crazy Russians with those ball-bearing heads, or to be killed by one who happened to be wearing his mother's bra, pretending his name was Natasha. Either way, it's yes. a bad day. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate the call. That's terrible. And what Fred is referring to—the uh, story in the news of the six-foot-four man who is dominating and destroying female collegiate sports. Thomas heads in for the final turn. It's going to be a race for second place. It might be Penn going 1-2 with Baroker making the turn currently in second place. And over the last half of the pool, nobody will touch Leah Thomas, who will finish at 437-32. Leah Thomas, Ivy League champion in the 500 free. Second place to Catherine Baroker. Another top seven seconds. You know, I think this guy might be the greatest young comedic mind America has to offer. I don't know if you've taken a look at Leah, but that is a dude. Six foot four, shoulders like uh, Superman, you know, before he did the horse jumping, Christopher Reeves. And he is dominating female sports seven seconds. And uh, whatever you do, don't point out the obvious. There is a three-piece set underneath that leotard. And uh, that is not a girl, yet he is destroying girls' sports. But moreover, isn't that really what American Democrats do? They destroy the actual objective reality, and they try to rewrite it. Spending leads to a better economy. 
Same BS. Build back better. By us spending trillions, we'll make our national deficit and our debt lower. Okay, the whole damn position on everything they have is a bald-faced lie. That's why when you talk about war, I think that, I think it's time to stop pretending. I think it's time to stop pretending. We saw what this imbecile has done throughout his career. I don't just mean weaponizing the Taliban or turning them into a government when he destroyed any credibility we had in the Middle East. I'm talking about in the beginning, when he was just young, when he had his faculties, before he had the doll hair sewn to his head. That's when he said they were freedom fighters, and he armed them. Joe Biden has been an embarrassment his entire life. It's just now he can't remember by the end of the day exactly how he embarrassed us during the day. Jim, Chicago. Hi, Jim. Oh, uh, hi. Hi. Sean? Yes. Oh, yeah, I was just wondering, do you think uh, Trump will take the fifth in New York? I would. I would. That's why you have it. Yeah, it's a kabuki... It's a kabuki theater. It's not a court. It's a kangaroo court. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Joe Biden should take the fifth today? He'll never be in court. This is the only person who'll ever be in court. He's the only president we ever had who'll be in court. He'll be the only one in the history of America who'll be in court. Do you, think, do you think Joe Biden should be in court? Uh, Jim's a Democrat. Jim's a Democrat in Chicago who can't wait for that municipal check to clear. And he tolerates the kind of shenanigans that we all have gotten used to. And that leads me to my next grievance of the day. I love this station. I love this company. I love the people that make the company. I'm very protective over things I love. So today when I got up and I went for my morning walk and I heard Blagojevich on the morning show, I said, all right, it's Amy's show. She can do what she wants. You want to have Blagojevich on, that's one thing. But when I hear Blagojevich try to rewrite history, it reminds me of why you should never, ever believe a Democrat. Because they don't know how to tell the truth. They never did. And a Chicago Democrat is the worst kind of Democrat. So I listen to the Democrat who doesn't have a home anymore because he uh, was offended his father-in-law. That's what Rod Blagojevich is. Rod Blagojevich was the governor, and you know his name, because he married Patty Blagojevich, who was really Patty Mel. And the Mel family is a upper echelon oligarch in the Chicago Mafia. Jim might have very well known her, her, the father, Dick Mel, and got one of those cushy jobs, and that's what we call the city of Chicago. Now, we are living through the ramifications of that kind of tolerable corruption, which really isn't that tolerable in the end, and it looks a lot like Chicago today. But to listen to these people come out after they're clearly convicted on 13 counts of corruption and claim that he was thrown out of being the governor because he gave free CTA rides to old people, that's a bridge too far for me. Rod Blagojevich was thrown out because he was a gangster, a two-bit fraud gangster. He got to be governor because he had good hair, and he married a Chicago mafia crime family. That's how he got to be uh, the governor. So he played a clip today, and it's the clip that they always say when Pritzker on the FBI tapes is caught incriminating himself, talking about how they had to appoint a black person to this and that. But Rod Lagojevich is shady, and he's smart. He's cunning. He didn't want to play the clip that I think is the most incriminating. And I've listened to all of the FBI tapes for Rod Lagojevich, which is why I was calling in, but I understand it was smart not to take my call. Because, you know, not everybody likes that kind of conflict in the morning. I like that kind of conflict even when I'm sleeping. Because I will not tolerate a Democrat scumbag, ever. 
especially when they're in my house, when they're making fun of my people, the people who listen to this station. Rob Blagojevich isn't worthy of anybody on this station listening to two seconds of what that lying fraud has to say. I mean, I, I, I have thought a lot about that. Here's your current uh, governor, Democrat. I mean, I, I, I have to say I think it makes political sense for both of us. Oh, no. I, I, look, I think this would be great. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have no problem with that. The, 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 the pitch, you know, the pitch for you, I think, is, um, you know. This is appointing this fat slob to treasure. It'll be great. Is, you know, you're picking, you know. Banking and financial experience and know-how and all of that, right? Yeah, I don't know about banking, right? Cause yeah, but financial know-how. Throw my sister in Superior Bank in. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to her? Is, isn't it funny? Superior Bank, it's funny. You know what happened to Superior Bank, right? Superior Bank specialized in giving subprime loans to minorities, in deception, in fraud. Then what they did is they bundled those loans. They categorized D and C loans as A loans. And they, along with the rest of the scumbags throughout the country, mainly Democrats, destroyed our financial system. And now it's funny. Isn't it funny? Bank, she get a class or something? Yeah, she was oh. chairman of a bank. And it, you know, it had, it had <laughs> Laugh it up. Prime loans. I mean, oh, stuff. He's a trump bank turned out to be an inferior bank. Inferior, exactly. Ooh. Exactly. Very good. I like that. Inferior bank. Uh, it's fun. Let's laugh at all the people. Oh, uh, anyway, so yeah, but I was nothing to do with that. So that's not going to be my problem. But... But, no, I think my problem, if you, the only problem I can come up with for you, i got a lot of reasons why it makes sense. The problem for you would be, same problem with the Senate, really. I've given you contributions. No. And no, no, no. I bribed you in the past. But Rod is here to tell you that's not a problem. And, by the way, could you do it again? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, JP. No, go ahead. Well, no, total non-issue. Well, first of all, you give money to everybody, like Lisa Madigan, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Which, incidentally, if you can do for me what you did for her before the end of the year, can you think about that? Mm -hmm. But uh, Now, here's the scumbag. Here's the scumbag that I heard people call up, good people, listen to my station. You got a raw deal. It's a shame what they did to you. Raw deal. A shame what they did to you. He should sit in jail for another 30 years. And if you don't like the fact that I have kids, too, the same age. That's why I didn't become a gangster. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time, scumbag. Well, I can't do I mean, not while everything's up in the air, but I hear you. Yeah. Okay. I, I hear you. And, I, and, and, and but, yeah. But, but anyway. I, hey, if we go in that direction, though, if, if that does happen, yeah. I mean, there's some other people who can help us that you know. Sure. If you feel skittish about that, which I believe you should, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't think we should even talk about it. All right, fine. Yeah, what? because JB's smart enough to know your phone's probably tapped. After all, they were looking at you for years, and they got you on 50 shakedowns. That's a shakedown with friends, though. Hear him giggling? That's the guy who all of my listeners, all the listeners in this station, you got a raw deal. Raw deal. You know who got a raw deal? The state of Illinois. The reason you're in this predicament is Democrats scum like this. He shouldn't have a venue to come on and plead his case. And by the way, the line's open, Rod, if you feel like calling. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. AM560, the answer. Now, you had eight years you sat in the joint. Should have wrote a book. Told about every scumbag thing you ever witnessed. I'm not above redemption, but you better earn it. Coming on and telling a sob story doesn't do it for me. And as far as all the people that said, oh, my God, he had a wife and kids. Don't worry. She used to sell real estate for that scumbag Tony Resco. How'd that go down? 
right after Rod went away, she became an insurance agent. Hmm. I wonder if Dick Mel helped her get clients. I'm so sick of this nonsense. Stop letting these people relieve themselves in your ear and tell you it's raining. Identify the frauds. Reject the lies. Let's start there. John Waukegan. Yeah, you said that you listened to all the Bogoyevich tapes. Mm -hmm. Now, if you did, then you heard President Obama trying to buy that Senate seat. Now, he got lucky through two trials. The judges excluded that. You mean when you said Obama trying to buy the seat, he vacated the seat? Yeah, well, you said you listened to tapes, right? Yeah. And you knew that Senate seat was there. Of course now, it was. He said it's, it's gold, this, and that's they, it. But you're, you're, you're talking about text. Jackson? You're talking about Jesse Jackson Jr.? No, I'm talking about Obama and Bogoyevich. Now, when they printed the text I, and they I, put I, this on I, the I, Internet, John, this, I think this he, was, he was the senator, and he vacated he, it. But you remember, the seat became vacant. Yeah, and when Blagojevich, he became president. The Blagojevich had the option. Obama, as president, called him and tried to buy that seat. They I, printed I, this text on the Internet, but they blacked out everything that Obama said. But the people that know how computers work lifted it and repasted it. Uh, it took all the black It took all the black out of it. John, I'm not quite o- sure you listened to the right tapes. He didn't try to buy it. If you're saying These he tried jackets. to direct it. To his, to his guy, that's possible, but he didn't try to buy it. He didn't have to buy it. He was the president of the United States. So I think unless you're confusing names there, there were other people that tried to buy it. One of them was a businessman out of, uh, what's that south suburb? Darien? No, Burr Ridge. Burr Ridge, who was the partner of Jesse Jackson Jr. You'll have to forgive me, this is a while ago. And uh, if I remember correctly, only Jesse Jackson Jr., he didn't go away for that, but he should have. Right? I mean, everybody should have went away for that. Um, but this is this is the kind of thing. It's irrelevant. What's irrelevant? I mean, what's what's relevant is that this is the standard procedure for Democrats. If you're going to your defense of Rob Blagojevich is well, everybody does it. Well, then everybody should go to jail because that's the only way you're going to turn Illinois around. Arrest the Democrat crooks because they're certainly not going to lose an election because you know who's sitting in there in the office of the governorship is the other guy on the tape minus a neck. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. As you know, I have favorite sites, Heritage, and then, of course, Mises. I remember when it was Von Mises, but now it's just Mises. I miss the Von. They have some of the smartest people writing there that I've ever come across. Robert Badamarco, excuse me, and I probably butchered it again. Sorry, Robert. Is it this, how do you say it properly? It's, it's, it's a great name. Badamarco. Okay. Badamarco. That actually means that our people live near uh, St. Mark's Abbot, St. Mark's Abbey in Italy somewhere. My cousin actually visited the town, <laughs> so he found it. And... Well, here's the anyway. good news. I'm half Italian, but all of the Italian relatives, the vast majority of them, have passed away, so they're not mad at me right now. Only you are, and uh, I completely uh, understand okay. it. But here's the part <laughs> yeah, that okay, I got you... right. 
You're an yep. Austrian economic specialist, professor. You've taught economics at Fordham University. And, um, That's right. You've also written an article that I love because I think people are ignorant. I know the vast majority of people are ignorant as to exactly the corruption in big pharma. And this mm -hmm. is an article that really kind of exposes it, and I think it's crucially important that people be made aware of it. Your article title is Anthony Fauci, Master of Medical Crony Capitalism. So mm -hmm. I, I, I read it. I, uh, why don't you tell the people, because I think you did a beautiful job here. And what we're talking about is, a, is, is really a unique monopoly that pretends not to be. Is that fair? Uh, pretty much. I'm not sure it's so unique, unfortunately, but... Um... And thank you for having me on, Sean, by the way. Oh, anytime. My pleasure. Yep. Yeah. So, go so anyway, uh, yeah, this crony capitalism. And, you know, one reason I wrote this book, I didn't write the book. I wrote the review. Much easier to write a review than a book, I'll tell you that. True, true. And even this review, this book was actually over 400 pages, you know, small small type. Uh, the margins are like one centimeter on each side. And there's a lot to go through and very much worth going through. It almost should be a reference book. It's got so much uh, stuff in it. So, you know, one reason I wrote it was nobody wrote this review was nobody else had. You know, none of the major, you know, New York Times did not review this book. Uh, very, I actually saw a um, review yesterday at the Independent Institute, which is similar to, to Mises Institute in their, in their point of view and things. But, uh, yeah, not, not only aren't people reviewing the book. A lot of the bookstores don't have it. I went to one of the stores and um, did not find it anywhere. You know, and, the, and I was... Go uh, ahead. Well, the reality well, is, the, the reason that I think it's so important is because if you're going to talk about any instance in healthcare, this mm -hmm. kind of corruption that we have simply sidestepped rather than rip apart, yep can change the, the, the vast majority of costs for every single American people. But the reality of a system where we have a, a bureaucracy that pretends to be impartial the entire time being bribed on multifunds, mm -hmm. where they're allowed to be investors in, where they're allowed to steer the public money, is, is, is legalized crime. It's a legalized corrupt system, is it not? Yeah, Frederick Bastiat, the French economist that uh, I'm a big fan of, called it legal plunder. Mm -hmm. You've got property and plunder, and this they're plundering people. Uh, literally, you know, it is a type of theft. Um, you know, basically, and, and when I talk about a master of medical crony capitalism, that's actually a, you know, a, a technical term in, in economics. And um, you know, basically, the idea is that whereas free market capitalism. Right? You try to produce a good, you spend resources to produce it. If the resources are worth less than the price you can charge to a willing customer, you're going to make a lot of money. But here, you don't have to worry so much about pleasing the customer. You've got to worry about paying off uh, the right people, you know, of, of pleasing uh, the donors. So uh, you've got to worry about obtaining government favors, right? right. who you could you know, schmooze and bribe and all the rest. And again, your railroads were among the first big uh, crony capitalist industry back in the 1800s. You know, finance and banking, you know, forget about that. You know, the defense industry, same thing. Pharmaceutical companies now seem to live more off government favors uh, in exchange for, you know, campaign uh, donations, you know, in exchange for, I mean, another thing, this isn't 
exactly the government, but it's close enough, right? You know, the minim, the Ministry of Propaganda yeah, that we've got. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. all these news shows, right? You know, they're financed by uh, the pharmaceutical ads. You know, and somebody the- had a montage on YouTube, and oh, you know, this Meet the Press brought to you by Pfizer, you know, this show, that show, whatever. Yeah, you know? I got that. You know, and, no- and in the world of, of, of corrupt medical industry, COVID, mm-hmm. the pandemic, is the big game. This was the oh, opportunity. Yeah. This was the opportunity to take a nation that had, although corrupted, still had some sort of wiggle room. And now you've made everyone a customer and you've directed mm-hmm. it the whole time, not allowing, not exposing and redacting some other alternatives that the people, even would they, yep. if they were to mention it, would be blacklisted and blackballed. I mean, this right. is really a, a, a kind of a research, and it, 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 it's a perfect study of if you think you're mm-hmm. beyond this kind of corruption in the year 2021, no, in fact, you've perfected it as we've lost all kinds of sense of the First Amendment or even our right to speak against the state. In all of your years, I know you're semi-retired, but I know you're yeah. semi-retired, and you're an Austrian economist. You've been studying freedom. You've been studying capitalism all of your life. Did you ever mm-hmm. think this kind of real 18th century, 19th century corruption could happen here at the year 2022? Did you ever think um, it was even possible? You know, I, I guess I do sort of see both sides and, you know, sometimes say, yeah, well, here's the worst that could happen. And I, I, I guess uh, I guess it could even get worse than this. I, I hope it never does and don't know how, but, uh, you know, not. But, yeah, they, they're really gone much farther. Every... You know, um, you know, government lives by crisis, right? That, uh, yeah. you know, Clinton, I think it was Paul Begala, you know, one of his henchmen, oh, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? Well, yeah, this is certainly an example of, of taking advantage of a crisis. And in fact, they also even basically, you know, may have made up the crisis, you know, to the extent that, you know, this, this virus created in a Chinese lab, Presumably funded by uh, by NIH, you know, and Fauci, you know, keeps denying it. But you know, I tell you, you know, Kennedy mentions Fauci's education, but I think he forgot the part where he said Fauci went to law school. Because whenever Rand Paul is is interviewing, you know, interviewing him, he's grilling him actually, he's questioning him before the Senate. Guy sounds like a lawyer. He gives these answers. Well, you know, it's, it's not gain of function research, and he describes what it is. And if you look up a dictionary, that's a definition of gain-of-function research. You know, he seems to play a lot of word games. You know, I mean, he's really not used to be, uh, you know, challenged you know, by a, a questioner the way, you know, when, when he goes on those news shows, you know, they all, you know, it's a love fest with him. Yeah. And as far as the alternatives go, I had, had I remember watching Trump, and the minute he said hydroxychloroquine, it mm-hmm. became persona non grata. I had hoped he yep. would have said antidepressants. Maybe we could have got generations okay. back. I never saw anything mm-hmm. like it when the reality is hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, these are drugs that have been around for half a century, and these are drugs that have been found harmless to people. In fact, some of, of them, if I remember correctly, ivermectin, uh, there was a doctor that had won a Nobel Prize based on exploring all of the things it was beneficial for. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, you know, the, the whole idea is, and I think like one of them, one of them, I think ivermectin, I mean, it's owned by Merck. You would think, well, Merck's big farmer. Don't they want to sell ivermectin? Well, of course, ivermectin 
is off patent, right? When drugs are made in order to try to encourage research uh, into drugs, well, if you create a new drug, you've got often it's 17 years uh, of a monopoly, right? right? It's a monopoly that nobody else can produce that drug unless you permit them and then have, you know, you license it to them and have them pay you royalties for it. So, you know, you can't once, you know, they, they can't do that. Once the patent runs out, anybody that's got, you know, the facilities and, you know, I guess they have to even like go to the FDA and say, okay, here it is, make sure it's the same drug that's already there. And once they get that, they could sell it. And since they didn't spend the money on research and development, they could sell it, you know, for pennies on a dollar compared to what Merck, uh, let's say, was selling it uh, for. Okay, so that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was saying that's what permits, that's what prevents the big pharma companies from making the big monopoly profits they'd be making on new drugs that get patented. You know, Robert, as you're talking, I'm thinking about just how how failed our healthcare system is, and how it really mm-hmm. accelerated how re- it really accelerated after the implementation of Obamacare. Yet here we have more than half of the country now that is almost demanding kind of a single-payer government health care system. Mm-hmm. Isn't this last two years what we've really witnessed? This is the, the look under the tent. This is us getting a glimpse of what government health care really is. This is the greatest example of government health care, not just the corruption but the totalitarianism. Isn't this something that should be used as an example by professors around the country as to why you should never ask for your abuser to have more control over your life? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I'm not sure it's quite, ex- you know, it's not exactly, you know, single payer yet. But, yeah, that, that's the goal of many people. And every time, every time the government messes up, they say, oh, well, it didn't work. We have to have more government. And, you know, this, this government intervention into our health care system goes back to around 1913, something called the Flexner Report, where they, you know, the AMA, you know, tried to uh, or tried and succeeded in having a lot of medical schools closed down. You know, there were too many doctors mm-hmm. out there. They're like locusts and, you know, not scarce enough for us to make, you know, more money, you know, than we were making at the time. And haven't they and really... The Medicare and Medicaid, you know, also, you know, big pushes in that direction. And haven't they really flexed their power over doctors? And I don't just mean the tens of thousands that signed the Barrington Declaration over doctors. Yep stepping outside the state-approved opinion on things. And I'm wondering, are they willing, you know, is it even capable, this organization, to hide the ill effects we're hearing through a groundswell of people who have been harmfully affected by a vaccine Mm -hmm. that for the first time in American history um, has been rushed in a way that I don't think anybody's ever seen. I mean, they tested Viagra for 10 years. They test this for 10 minutes. I never even heard of myocarditis, yet here we are realizing That's that we've right, got I have millions of Americans that are now subjected to this after the Moderna vaccine. I mean, can they keep a lid on it, in your opinion? I, I think, you know, I, I, hopefully... The publication of this book, and one reason I thought it was important to review it was to, to get the word out of, uh, of what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, giving people enough knowledge to understand this is, you know, my small contribution towards that. You know, now I want to I shift on you a little bit, because when I read your resume, I see you were mm-hmm. an economics professor. And yep. I'm curious to know, do the kids that you taught, do they have an understanding 
of why this country was the youngest, the richest, and the most sought by victims of socialism around the world. Do you think that there that that maybe there is some uh, some some reason to be happy and and have a bright future and be optimistic about the future? Um, because there's no way a kid could live, go through this time as a young person and want more government. I mean, that's how I feel. I'm curious to know the perspective of, of a professor. Do you think that there's hope that the next generation will be more free market, laissez-faire capitalism than the last six? You know, it, it, it varies from, from school to school. I mean, at Fordham, actually, I was also teaching at Manhattan College, um, also in the Bronx, despite its name, uh, Manhattan and yeah. both of the courses I taught, the economics part in both those schools was in the business school. So you do a lot better uh, there. You know, the, the students are halfway, uh, you know, favorable towards uh, markets, although some of them, you know, still have a lot of these old, uh, you know, these wrong ideas. You know, they, they all yeah. think, uh, you know, that the FDR got us out of the Depression and, and uh, you know, if not him, World War Two and that kind of, you know, economic uh Nonsense. Um, I, I should note. I actually, it was it was a part of my um, career that wasn't mentioned. That I actually spent 25 years working in marketing research, and for like the last 18 of those years, uh, my company's biggest clients were pharmaceutical companies. Now it wasn't anything we were trying to. You know, the research we were doing was okay. What's the best way to advertise this drug? You know, what uh, if we go to do a clinical trial? What endpoint should we concentrate on that'll, you know, get more physicians to prescribe it once it gets on the market and that kind of stuff. So actually, I, I do know you know a little bit more perhaps about the, um, you big know, some pharma? aspects of the, of, of big pharma. Yeah, and and one of the things that you know when I first started, this is like 1995. Your big farmer's model was the blockbuster. You got to make some big blockbuster drug. Now, I remember back when I was starting, there were a lot of the, uh, you know, drugs for, uh, acid reflux, you know, mm -hmm. tagamid, pepsid, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, once you get one of those big blockbusters, you know, you make several billions of dollars, you know, on that and you, you know, cover, you know, not only the, um, you know, the research and development on that drug, but also the research and development on other drugs that either never got to market or just weren't big uh, sellers. So, you know, and I remember you, I'd read some stuff in the area and, and the, they were sort of running out of blockbusters. And it almost seems like, you know, this is sort of what's replacing the blockbuster uh, model. Because, you, you know, with, um, with, with these vaccines, right, in a, uh -huh. in a free capitalist market, Right? Nobody puts a gun to your head when you buy something. You buy it if you think that it's going to do more for you than anything else you could have spent that money on. Okay, but now, right, mm -hmm. you're going to pay for it. Right? You've you got to pay for it. You know, they're forcing you to take it. So they literally are putting a gun to your head. Yeah. Right? Figuratively, I guess, you know, to, to buy it. And even if you don't buy it, you know, the government is the one, they're the ones buying it, right? I, I don't know if you're vaccinated uh, or not, but not uh, me, I got Robert. the first two. Pure, I, baby. I didn't. Pure. Good, good. Well, you know, um, I'm 69 years old. It may actually have slightly more benefits than costs for somebody like me. But by the, by the time the boosters came around, I'm saying, hey, look at these people getting it despite the fact that they were vaccinated. You know, they're getting it. Uh, you know, they're spreading yeah. it despite the fact that they've got it. And then I'm seeing all these, you know, these cases of, of real bad uh, side effects. Okay, I think I'll pass on uh, on this one. <laughs> but um, 
You know, I, I anyway, don't think a lot of Americans know there's only two countries that allow direct to consumer advertising. It's us mm. and New Zealand. That's it. The rest of the world does not allow pharmaceutical companies yeah. to advertise directly. It does explain why we consume 80% of the antidepressants and other drugs that most people shouldn't be on, though, doesn't it? Um, probably it, it helps. I mean, I guess not everybody believes every advertisement they uh, they see, but enough do where they wouldn't uh, spend money on advertising. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't um, have a Democrat thing, party. You know, and in one sense, I almost think, well, you know, in a way, maybe it's a matter of free speech that should be allowed to advertise. But what's really crooked is the way, you know, they control the news. Like you say, none of the news, none of the people on these uh, news stations are going to say anything bad about a pharmaceutical company any more than Tucker Carlson would say something bad about my pillow. That's right. Well, here's what I, I got one question before I let you go. And I've enjoyed you very much, and I'm going to have you back on. In all of your experience of Austrian economics, in all of your experience of studying capitalism, have you Mm -hmm. ever encountered a group of people such as uh, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, and their spouses that have been more successful at stock speculation in the history of stocks? Okay. Ponzi doesn't count. He wasn't investing in stocks. (laughs) Um. Ponzi did have good returns, though. I do like where you're going. He is Robert <laughs> Robert Betamarco, and I think I got it right that time. Yep, Thank you yep. so much. He's at the Mises Institute. You can find his articles there. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sean. Glad to, to have done it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560, The Answer. This is uh, an interesting question. I hear a lot of people talking about it. Let's go to Dan in West Chicago. How you doing, Sean? Good, Dan. How are you? Doing well. Hey, my, my question when you were hanging up with Marco, um the idea that the United States direct uh, advertises, you know, for uh, pharmaceutical companies to the consumer... That, do you draw a line between that and the idea that the debt toll might be inflated in order to motivate people to buy this product? I mean, they're twisting your arms so many different ways. I was just wondering whether you see uh, how much of a level of fraud you see there. Well, I, I think there's a reason we're the most medicated society, the most medicated country. In the, in the world, and I think there is a direct correlation between the fact you're advertising medication directly to the consumer, and as you can see from virtually anything, I mean, run a special on signs of heart disease, and the next morning you'll get 3,000 Americans that'll call their, 3 million Americans that'll call their doctor and say, I think I'm having a heart attack. So I think people right. are very susceptible to advertisement. There's a reason that they pay billions of dollars in advertising a year. I also think, how else can you explain the amount of people we have on antidepressants. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it, gone are the days. Do you remember being, I don't know how old are you, Dan? How old are you? 44. 44. Okay, so I'm, I'm 10 years older than you, right? I never heard my grandmother, my grandfather, both, both who, of whom struggled through the Depression. I never heard my mother. I never heard an adult use the word anxiety, let alone a teenager. Did you ever hear a kid say, I have anxiety? No, everybody's got fracking anxiety. Why? 
Because we, we, we've taught people to, that you're supposed to, I don't know, walk around in some sort of in a coma you're comfortable with rather than what they used to tell us, which is pull your head out of your ass and do better. That expression is long gone. And the, re, the reason is we have an issue with the, the, the quality of character in our society, and it's very, to me, you can, you can directly attach it to how medicated we are let alone the fact you have Big Pharma that told you OxyContin was a benign painkiller and you'd be fine with it. How many millions of deaths, destruction of lives and families, can you trace back to just that one drug, and now they're going to be our savior? And I do think that there's a reason that they are in control of now trillions and trillions of dollars. Think about this. Pfizer made $38 billion in one year of profit just off the vaccine. And somehow it missed its target in the stock market. Yeah, I think that's corruption, brother. Thank you very much, Dan. But it does explain why you'd buy a politician. Like chiclets in your pocket. It does explain why you would also make sure you advertise on specific, very strategic news companies. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. And it does explain why they own the FDA and the people who make up the FDA. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to, like, uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products that's it game over and it does explain how they are working hand in glove with the american medical association known as the ama and how you get moron step and fetch doctors to recite talking points that enrich very specific companies joining us now is dr robert murphy he's a professor of infectious diseases at northwestern university feinberg school of medicine good morning doctor uh good morning um, do we need not be concerned about this uh, variant that is more transmissible, considering the protection we seem to be getting as a society? Well, we got to be careful with this one. Uh, this came in on top of Omicron. Now, remember, Omicron came on top of Delta. And this thing has mutated away from the, like, the mother virus. Uh, and uh, it is more transmissible by approximately 50%. Disease in sure humans is. is about the same. Effect yeah. of the vaccines, about the same. Uh-huh. Uh, so, But we have to watch because of the number of mutations you, you just mentioned uh, in your comments. Uh, uh, some people are thinking that actually this should be called another different variant of concern. And the WHO, uh, what's her name, uh, Maria Van Kerkhova, uh, she is saying, let's be careful. We've got to watch this closely. California's Governor Gavin Newsom uh, presented the nation's first endemic policy. It included uh, stockpiling mass testing and vaccines. Uh, what do you think about that policy? And do you think that the rest of the nation is probably going to follow suit at some point? Uh, I think California is leading the way, um, you know, which is common for California. Uh, California is leading the way, which is common for California. Have you been paying attention, Dr. Murphy? What the hell do you know? You've been hiding at a university, Northwestern, pretending to be a doctor, pretending to be a man, instead of a corporatist whore, who if I give you enough money, you'll eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad, wouldn't you? Scumbag. Doctor, you're not my doctor. David Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I'm about five years younger than you, and uh, in the, you in the mid-80s, 
Yeah. Did you see a picture of me? Yeah, I know. I, I could know. tell by the voice. You sound very sloppy to me. Go ahead. I look way better than my voice may sound. All right. All right anyway, um, in the mid-'80s uh, in grade school, uh, to see a, a student with medication was like seeing a unicorn, you know? And it, it was like a big deal. It was like, whoa, medication. Whoa, what is he on, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I went to a restaurant like in 07 to 2012, and it seemed uh, in my own little study there, out of about 15 kids, let's say like age 21 and under, I would say a third of them were on medications every day. Now, my, 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 question, my question is, is uh, I tell this to a lot of baby boomers, and they look at me like glassy-eyed. My question is, why can't baby boomers understand we're being targeted with drugs you know, it's like there's it, a big change over like 30 years. Because the baby so, boomers were raised by people who would have never allowed that to happen. That's why. The baby boomers were raised by people who would never have allowed that to happen. Those people, furthermore, would never have allowed a corrupt mafia to overthrow the Democrat Party and the government. They would have never tolerated a Dr. Fauci and his wife the corruption that we've become accustomed to. The, the, those people back then, when they heard a scandal like Project Veritas just broke, would have demanded that people be incarcerated, like Blagojevich. They can get every person required an annual vaccine. That is a recurring return of um, uh, money. It's about the money. It does explain why they invested in the research and development lab in 2009. It does explain why the NIH funneled money to the research lab, to Wuhan. They have now become gods among men. Look at how powerful they are. These nameless bureaucrats, these fungible tyrants, now are holding their hand your freedom, your liberty, your life. And if you, uh, like me, lost somebody recently that you loved and you cared about, or you've been separated from people, you realize that time is the enemy of us all. Whether you're a poor man or a rich man, did you have these two years to give to a government that not only has been wrong about everything it's lied to you about, but is clearly infiltrated by corruption? Did you have the time? I don't think you did. Mike, Southside. Hey, uh, Sean, uh, your, your call screener, I said, you know, I was talking where I got a couple of stories, but one is that a lot of these drugs that they're prescribing are gateway drugs. So when they prescribe these drugs, it leads to a myriad of other health problems, liver, kidney damage. Of so, course. you know, the, a, a lot of them, you know, like I said, are gateway drugs. And yeah. the story I told your call screen was my father he was 89 and he had a benign tumor on his prostate. And they had him on a shot that he had to take every six months. and It was like $3,000. So he got this shot like every six months. And they said, well, he needed to be on it for the rest of his life. And so he subsequently broke his hip. He was in rehab in a suburb of Detroit. And when I brought him back, they're like, well, you need to have a blood, you need to have a blood draw to see, you know, what his pH level is. And I said, mm -hmm. so what are the parameters of your pH level? I think that's what they call it, in order for you to not be on this shot. And she goes, well, nobody really asked that. No. And so she gave <laughs> Yeah, so, so, she, so she gave me the numbers. I went in, he had the blood work done. And uh, first he said he needed to be on it for the rest of his life. And I said, so his pH level is within a parameter. He no longer needs the shot. 
Pick I mean, a nation that doesn't medicate their people with any of this. Pick a nation. They're out there. Pick a third world nation. Pick China. Let's do the average life expectancy in China, which has zero health care, and then run it against America and see where all these drugs have gotten us. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate the call. Uh, Vince, Crystal Lake. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're putting a spotlight on this. The, the COVID cancer brought to you by Pfizer. I love it. COVID the cancer. Cure, the cure for COVID cancer brought to you by Pfizer. The, the head of <laughs> Pfizer said this will be a fountain of money. That Project Veritas caught them on tape saying that. Yeah. So this is going to be a fountain of money. Now, do the American people have the attention span and have the will to make the changes, or will they be distracted with a false war between John, oligarchs? Yeah. John, get Tom Rents on. He's, he's, the lawyers are starting to come out to get ready to sue Pfizer. They All lied right. on, their, they lied on their, uh, their clinical trials. Oh, so come on. Of course The emergency did. act. It'll put the Emergency Act, well, he can prove it, and it'll put the Emergency Act null and void. All right, Vince, i got to go to break. I went long. But, um, you know, the Viagra that is in Ed Burke's pocket right now, as he goes to a speakeasy that used to be Tavern on Rush to pick up a $50 hooker in a $100 world, that Viagra was tested for 10 years. What they're demanding you put in your body and your children's was tested for 10 minutes on nobody. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560. The answer. Yeah. Don't call your American Express company or your Visa company. It'll make that paycheck look minuscule. Ralph in his bunker. Hey. Yeah, yeah. In the newly renovated bunker, I'm adding. Nice. Hey, um, Sean, two things. Uh, number one, uh, your life expectancy in China, if you have a desirable organ, is shorter because <laughs> you get murdered for it. Um, secondly, you know, you were talking about you lost somebody that was close to you. I buried my uh, my cop buddy, who is my hunting buddy, I buried him last June. And you want to hear, I'll tell you what, you hear from people talking all the time, hey, look, you know, uh, hydroxychloroquine, Kills people. Well, of course, you and I both know that's all bunk. This guy didn't want to get a vax. Good for him. I'm okay with that. Either way, I'm okay. It's a personal yeah. choice. You shouldn't be forced. But when I, I told him, I said, hey, look, Tom, I've been on hydroxychloroquine for months when I had a global job and I was traveling into these malaria areas. Mm-hmm. All this Facebook misinformation crap. Ignore it. Take this stuff. Save your life, because he's a he was a bit on the chubby side. Yeah. He said, "No, no, hydroxychloroquine, all these bad side effects." I said, "It's a bunch of bunk." A month later, he was dead. No, oh, that's tragic. He, I'm sorry. He, he didn't. No ivermectin, no hydroxy, and uh, we'll never be know, able to quantify the all the people that we've lost. That we'll never be able to quantify, and then we're never going to be able to quantify all the people that didn't get their treatment. And and you had their had their had their doctor appointment canceled. All of the ways in which we were using uh, prophylactic cancer treatments and things of this nature. There's no way to ever tabulate that. But just so no, you know, Ralph, you never know. I looked up the life expectancy in China. Now, how many people in China are on blood pressure medication or cholesterol pills? How many do you think that uh, are getting those kind of treatments that make billions of dollars for our companies? The answer is none. And they have a life expectancy of 77.3. Well, we here in America, with all our technology, we have a life expectancy of 78.2.
It's worth it, Ralph. Let's give the billions to those corrupt bastards. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. And uh, real quick, my friend's name was Konstantin Nichkov. We called him Kutch. I went all through high school with him, and he died yesterday, and he will be missed, and he was loved, and we are better off. I am better off for have known him, knowing him. And the thing about him, which I loved about him, is that his parents were from the Soviet Union. They defected. They came here with nothing. They raised beautiful kids. He was one of them. I don't want to embarrass his brother, but I love him too. And um, it's sad when you realize how people have been separated from people they love due to government, due to COVID restrictions, and due to happenstance. Now, I, you know, believe me, we weren't going to listen to anything, but I removed myself from the area. I hadn't seen him in a long time, and that's why I'm angry. John in Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, Sean, I am sorry for your loss. I've lost friends, and um, you don't know why, but maybe one day we'll understand. Yeah. And I will not ask you what uh, the other 56 callers have said today. Uh, how you doing? I won't ask you that, because I've heard it uh, 55 times at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, here's, here's, here's my, uh, my, my uh, 15 cents worth. My mother rests her soul 28 pills a day. She was a nurse. She said, don't ever do this. 28 pills for what? And and I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I went John, to you're going to be mad at me. I got about 10 seconds, brother. Go ahead. Okay. Well, why does why do we hang on to every word that Fauci says? Even if you go to your own doctor, you have a second opinion. I'll I hang love up. it. Thank you. John, I love it. Thanks for the call. If you're on the line, I'll try to get to you. Fastest show on radio. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The lure of the mystical, magical, altruistic, utopian socialism. Here we are in the year 2022. It's never been more prevalent here in this country, yet it's destroyed the billions of lives. Billion. Directly responsible for, what, 160 million if I count light? The reality is it doesn't work. It's a cancer, and it grows we are now in an American economy that is a Keynesian soiree of socialism, so much so you can never untwist it, unwind it. In one year, $10.7 trillion. The debt's $30 trillion. There's no intention to pay it off. None. You could seize all the money in the world. You can't fund our unfunded liabilities. Our only hope is either aliens or capitalism. John DeLem just wrote a new book, Making Capitalism Great Again, How to Maximize American America's Booming Economy. John, I love it. I love the title. But i got to ask you, do we have a booming economy anymore, or is it all just a Keynesian soiree of Ponzi scheme fraud the way I feel it is? Oh, that's a great question, Sean. And I'm excited the way you asked it is, do we have a booming economy? We will always have a booming economy in America because we're an American. It's like when a storm comes through and it destroys everything. Like you said, uh, 
on, on the intro, and I appreciate the time on your show, and I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate your voice and being very vocal against the radical communist left, which they are. You. you know, a song comes through. The last year, they destroyed everything. I mean, you guys name everything, they destroyed it. When something's destroyed, but the soil and foundation is there, we can always boom back. You know, the word booming in my title means to take to a maximum level, a level never seen before. In the soil of America, America was built in capitalism. You, know, you can see by my last name, Delemi, I'm full-blooded Italian. I'm, you hear my New York accent. I'm from New York originally, but I live in Florida now, like 99% of people who wake up and get to Florida out of New York. And my whole family came from Italy in 1913. Nine of them, legal immigration, $17 in their pocket. I came here for what? An opportunity to prosper, work hard, achieve, live the American dream. And that's why we're going to have a booming economy again, and we are in the greatest times ever because, as I say, big problem, big opportunity. Big problem, big opportunity. And capitalism is creativity. Creativity I, and innovation. And for you, good, good. I, I, I like this, okay? And I, I agree with you in theory, in principle. But the reality, in particular, the reality after the last 24 months, is that we have so corrupted our dollar. We have turned it over to a cartel to a conglomerate. No one can tell me why so many people are cheering to pay more in interest than we can actually attribute to to capitalism in the economy. You an uptick in interest rates will now be paying I still don't know who. Who actually makes the money from the from the the the, the Federal Reserve? I mean it's supposed to be us. We underwrite it. To me, I have to tell you this, John. It seems like such a fraud of, of false patriotism, such a soiree of talking points that we've lost the integrity of exactly what the American dollar is, what the American co- economy should be, and we are now existing on, on, on cartel arrangements between big banks, corrupted Wall Street that isn't be- based in capitalism anymore. And listen, I know I sound like an Occupy Wall Street guy. But ultimately, I'm a capitalist, damn it. I founded the Capitalist Union. I have it on my charge card. To me, it is the most important thing in the world. It is why your family and my family and millions and millions and millions come here and want to come here. The problem is when you get here, you find out that our representatives are really oligarchs, and they corrupted it so that they can accumulate it, and I'm starting to lose my optimism. Well, that's why we have to realize, once again, it's, you know, big problem, big opportunity is what you're saying is 100 percent right. It, it, they have they have corrupted just about everything. But that's what comes down to recreating the foundation of what capitalism is, the ability to produce a product, create. You know, I have a whole section of my book. It's page 125 about capitalism, where capitalism is the freedom to produce, the freedom to learn, the freedom to risk, the freedom to innovate and create. You know, creativity is the secret to the greatest chefs in the world. I'm Italian. I love to eat. My wife loves to cook. So it's, it's a great match. And creativity is we take ingredients, and we have ingredients of innovation. We have ingredients of creativity. Ultimately, we have, we have ingredients of a consumer. Someone wants a great product. And you know what's exciting? I say this in all my interviews. You know, while I was waiting to come on your show, I heard the commercials. And I want all your listeners, going forward from this show out, and I appreciate my, my time with you live today, is – as a listener to, to, to your show, listen with the intent, focus intent to say, can I use that product or who do I know can I refer this company to? Because your sponsors and advertisers believe in your voice, believe in your values, and they're putting their business on your show. You see, how we shut them down is support each other. Be local, 
support your local businesses, conservative businesses. You know, 99.4% of businesses in America are 10 employees or less. That's the foundation of America. And that's why the truckers in Canada have become the greatest politicians ever because they're getting something done. They're actually yeah. getting something done. I can do an hour on that one there. But I truly believe we're in the greatest times ever. Like Goliath was a big problem. Irregardless of what someone's faith is, Goliath was a big problem. It was a big opportunity for David. And yeah. right now we have and, big problems with big opportunities. You know, here's an interesting thing, because you have actually started the Conservative Business Journal. You've also worked tirelessly to create sites and, and, and bring capitalists together. As you know, this was something I came a, a, across when Obama reared his head. I, I was just a, a decade too early. But the reality is when you when you take a look at what we're living through right now, there is a real opportunity. If capitalists got together, and uh, this is not being talked about in Canada, but a side effect of them seizing property and illegally um, extorting their money is that other Canadians and other people are actually going to the bank and saying, give me my money. If we hear capitalists in America were to say, go to our banks and say, give me my money due to fractional lending, we hypothetically could start a run on the bank that through this fraudulent banking system America has through fractional lending, they don't actually have all the money they say they have. We could maybe change things, even though today was supposed to be the day of our debt ceiling limit, unbeknownst to many Americans during the Christmas break, thanks to Adam Kinzinger, one Republican, they they slush fund another $2.5 trillion that we're just forgetting about. I want to get the integrity in my dollar back, and I want to take the power away from these corrupt, inside-trading, economic, illiterate bastards who are calling themselves representatives. Don't you think we should maybe promote maybe a little sl- small run on the bank? Absolutely, and that's why it's, it's time to make the right investments. Real estate, own it straight out. Gold, silver, own the gold and silver because you know the gold and silver is not in the Federal Reserve. I could tell by, I could tell you're a very knowledgeable man. You understand it. There's no gold in the Federal Reserve. That's another whole show. There's more gold in our old neighborhoods on the necks of our friends than there is in Fort Knox. That's for damn sure. Go ahead. But, there's more, as, I, as I say, there's more gold in, a, in Italian restaurants on the frames on the wall than they're all on Federal Reserve. <laughs> so, I mean, why do you think that so many people didn't say, look, you're going to print up $10.6 trillion since COVID. You're going to print it up. We're not paying any damn interest on it ever. It's going to be held in a separate account. You're telling me this is an emergency, yet you get to corrupt my economic system. And then at a whim, you tell me the cure is that we, the people, should pay more interest on it. And no one is even bringing this up. In fact, you've got 90% of Americans say, yeah, you know, we need to fight inflation is let these crooked son of a dogs jack the more money they make up on us. I mean, it's in, it's bizarro world to me. And it does explain, I believe 90% of Americans are economic illiterates. No, I, I, I believe I agree with everything you said, but there's one point I want to expand upon. I believe, I believe it's 97% are ignorant. They don't understand the financial system of earning, lending, investing, and the principles and foundations of the economy. They don't, they don't understand it. And, and also, they're scared. People right now, because, you know, fear is also a currency. Because when you start to deposit fear in people's minds, you start to withdraw indecision, procrastination, and just, and just believing and, and watching the fake stream media. So you have to realize that fear is a currency and faith is a currency. Right now, everyone listening, you know what you should be doing. You understand that. You have to go out and earn income, build a business. And I, I definitely agree with you about the situation with the banks. I mean, guys, we are in the greatest phase in American history. history. We're going to look back and go, 
because because it's not a democrat there's no democrats left i can tell with just yeah they are the republicans yeah i mean i mean there's there's communists and then there's a handful of conservative republicans and there's a rhinos that you know that are deadlier than ever but but for for all of us you have to realize the, the uneducated that's what they do is they try to educate people about money the wrong way so they can control them it comes down to that karen effect you know most small businesses right now if you literally ran an ad and said vax free mask free looking for hard-working patriots who love america want to be an example for your children and grandchildren we pay well and serve well you would get an enormous amount of people responding start to speak american conservative values the problem shane is sean is is Karen's people are afraid for the three percent. I mean, they're, they're afraid to speak up and stand out. That's why the truckers have given Americans courage to finally say, you know what? I'm a conservative. I believe in conservative values. I want to go back to the point I said earlier. Everyone that's sponsoring your show, throughout your whole show, all the advertisers, every single listener, take a pen that writes, write down, can I use that company, that product? Can I utilize the services? They're small businesses. They're making an investment in the show. Could I use the product on my family's product? That's how we shut them down. That small little technique changes everything. It changes the entire game because it's business. You and I have one. You and I have a lot in common, but we are both from places in which the Democrat mafia has corrupted the electorate. <laughs> they have collect. They they have corrupted the electorate because they have given them the option of you either want in on the scam, or you're going to benefit from the scam. So they've created these mystical, magical bribery schemes in jobs they've also corrupted the public by telling them that they can only exist on government sustenance so you've got about 50 million people just on snap just on food stamps if you factor in section 8 housing and you factor in obamacare subsidies you're at about 70 percent of american people that are on some form of welfare or another you then have the biden administration which is increasing stone bribery for having kids and whatnot are there enough of us left that do not want to have be cut in on the scam and want to rip it down because throughout history throughout american history you only have roughly 40 to maybe 48 percent of the people that actually are making the world go around the rest are reaping benefits whether they want to admit it or not is the water too tainted no, I, I, you know, it's leadership. It's positioning and leadership. I, I believe there are enough visionaries. You know, you got to be a disruptor. I talk about my book about, you know, disrupting the status quo, not just going along with just wearing a mask and not just going along with complying. It, it takes one to three percent. You know, for those of you that, that, that know the Bible, Gideon, there was 30,000 warriors. God, God chose 300. It's one percent. See, we're in a 1% leadership call in America right now. And I believe there are those of you listening right now, you have an idea, you have a vision, you have a dream. And also, you work for a company. Take the spirit of excellence. Be the best you can be, and we can revitalize. Remember, the soil's there. I mean, a storm can come through. I mean, I, I live in South Florida, and I, I, I've driven past some places where hurricanes came through 20 years ago, and you never know. They rebuilt it because the soil in America's capitalism. But it takes an individual to lead. I talk about leadership. You know, leadership is you step out and you're moving forward. You know, it's it's so so important for everyone. Don't get sucked into today's problems. Yeah, it's a result of yesterday's decision. So make new decisions today that can transform tomorrow. And we're going to look back. You know, if we're still talking about censorship on Facebook five years from now, they're winning. You know, right now we we must move forward.
and we can definitely revitalize and rebuild because the components are here. Because yes. as soon as what, what Biden's doing, what they're doing is that manipulation mindset, socialism. And I tell people right now, nothing's free. You know, where the freedom is, you know, where the free price came out is look at the food prices. That's you're paying for right now. That's your free welfare money. If you're paying in food being tripled, used car prices. Yeah, they just they just crank up. They just crank yeah. up the cheese to the to the welfare roaches. They just give them more money and everything's along. This month alone, they gave me eight hundred and seventy five dollars. But here's something that's interesting because you're you're living it. You're living in South Florida. I I I too live in South Florida. But that's not something I wanted to do just yet. I did it because of the actions of our necklace, portly slob governor. And I said, I'm just not going to take it. <laughs> and I want everyone else to understand it's a different world down here. Businesses were not shut. Economies were not destroyed. People were thriving. So the reality is we have an ideological secession that we're witnessing in real time. Florida's not the only state. There's 21 other states that said we're going to let our people go. We're going to keep our people free. I'm an advocate now when I because I, I, I still go back to Illinois. I have relatives and family. I'm an advocate now for a system, a political solution, that has an ideological secession where it's it's the modern day now. They know my name. They know my phone. They know where I am every step of the day. I'm being monitored and what and all the rest. Why can't we have an ideological secession where people who vote for, for the Marxist mafia, congratulations, you go in the pool and you run all your socialism off your companies and your things, and we take ours. I want to take my ball and go home. Is that possible? I mean, is it, I mean, it sounds great. Is it possible? We would love that to happen, but we can make it possible in our, in our own actions. And that's what we talk about in America. There's three things that I'll, that, like the first line of my book, it says, when I talk about how to maximize capitalism, I mean, excuse me, maximize, uh, the capitalism to defeat socialism, America will never be a socialist country. That's the first quote. That's from President Trump in his 2019 State of the Union address when a dingbat whipped up the, the address behind him. Never. You got to realize that all of, no matter where you are at, be active and be a patriot and run your life and business upon three things: the Constitution, Second Amendment, and if you believe in God, the Bible. Yeah. I have a quote about freedom. And those are three things they're never going to get from me. They're never uh, getting my. No, I love it. I, I, I love never. it. But until they let guys like me and you say, "I don't want your." stinking social security give me my money back you don't owe me anything until they honor my property rights over my paycheck my money and my life we're going to have an uphill battle and uh i love it and i want to be a part of it so um that's why i want to stay in touch with you i want to help you but Absolutely. i'm still going to push for that ideological secession they oh, could no. I, they already I, got I, their I name it's the ussa right the United Soviet States of America, led by Joe Biden and his wet trousers. You take your Democrats and get the hell away from me because you know a secret that I know and you don't want to say it. The beauty of South Florida, at least if you're on the West Coast with me, you can't find the Democrat from a pauper to a rich man. They don't exist here. And that's the only reason life right. is better. I want to get away from these mafia Marxist bastards in the worst way possible, which is why it's despicable when you drive through Chicago, but it does explain the trash on the ground. Oh, and it's not even worse. You talk about mafia tactics. I mean, Illinois, California, New York. I mean, I'm a, I'm born and raised in New York, Westchester County. Yeah. I was in Manhattan the majority of my life. They just over. Get out. Get yeah. get out. I you mean, and I probably know guys who were labeled by, 
by the FBI as, as, as being organized crime or mafioso. You show me two Italian guys talking about the spread of a Monday night football game that were half as successful as the Biden crime family, Inc., those Irish short-in-the-trouser gangsters. That's the real gangsters, and now they're sitting in the White House. I went long, but it was worth it. I love having you on. Plug your website. Give me one more time where we can find John Delem. You guys can find me at my main website. It's conservativebusinessjournal.com, conservativebusinessjournal.com, and you can see my books available on the on the menu tab bar where it says store. So once again, conservativebusinessjournal.com, three words put together, conservativebusinessjournal.com, and you'll see my book on there on the store. And please do not buy my book off Amazon. Please buy it through my own website because we self-publish it and ship it ourselves. Thank you. John, it's been such a pleasure talking. Please come on again and tell me, how jealous are you of me for buying the domain name Capitalist Union in 2006 or 8? I think it's, I think it's tremendous. I, I, love to, I love to be back off because we're going to we win. We, we, it, it's oh. like in the movie Rocky. When Rocky yeah, looked yeah. up and said, I ain't going down no more, we yeah. ain't going down no more. I ain't no. never wearing a mask. You ain't been, ever. No, I've been down a lot in my life. You, I've never lost. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, John, for coming on. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I didn't mean to hang up on them after this. AM560, the answer. You tell me this doesn't fit Biden and the Democrat mafia more than it does the oligarch with the tiny giraffes and hookers on his 300-foot yachts. Chuck Dullivan. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm glad to be back on your show. Hey, uh, my girlfriend, Kathleen, from Lake Como, she's a great pool player, so I had some time yesterday, and uh, before I went and slapped the hogs, I went down to Chuck's in Lake uh, Fontana, and down by Fontana, uh-huh. and I got walked in the door, I was going to shoot some pool, and uh, somebody goes, hey, and I turned around and looked, I thought somebody was going to kick my butt, I didn't know for sure, and here it was Scott Dixon, oh. and uh, he was sitting there eating, it was like around 3 o'clock, and we wanted so bad, we wanted to prank you and call uh, the uh, radio show, but he had to go do a meeting somewhere. Oh. And uh, we wanted to do uh, uh, Scott Dixon from Fontana and Chuck from Delvin. Oh, I like so it. we didn't get a chance. Did you? Were you able yep. to go it, slop uh, little Dick Durbin, your your newly named pig? Did you feed him good and then slap him on a big fat ass? No? Yeah, I did. Hey, right. uh, anyway, but uh, I got my tickets for that yellow Dan Prof night. Oh, so good. I'm gonna, yeah, I guess I got to be there. I'm gonna, Nobody asked me. They just told me I got to be there. I mean, how do you make fun? I mean, yeah, I what, what, how hard is it to make fun of a radio personality with no personality? There's a little preview. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate the call. Uh, Lloyd, Indiana. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm listening great. to you talk about Florida and all these red states and stuff. You know, here in northwest Indiana, man, you know, we're so close to Chicago I, I worry it's like when you're fishing. You go, hey, I got a fish. Next thing you know, everybody comes there. Ain't you worried about the Democrats no. coming down and taking no. your freedom away? We've never, Florida has for? never had more registered Republicans in its history since right now. And the reason is it's people that are fleeing here for the right reasons. Couple that with the fact we have the Cubans, the Venezuelans, the vast majority of South Americans that understand what it looks like under a Marxist mafia, and they never want to be again. In fact, there's even talk the Democrats may not even run anybody against DeSantis. I think Florida is a stronghold because of the failed Marxist mafia and their obvious corruption and incompetence. Thank you very much, Lloyd. 
the problem that Lloyd has is he's so close, the scumbags can go to Indiana, still vote Democrat, and go back to their jobs. Florida, you can't drive back and forth over the border. That's the benefit. When I get back, if you're on the line, stay there. I'll take your calls on the topics. But if you want to be Friday Features with me, I actually saw a crazy movie that I enjoyed, very entertaining. I'll tell you that and more after this. AM560, the answer. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right, so before I give you my movie... Irina has been holding on for a very long time. Irina in Chicago, how are you? Thank you for holding. I'm very good. Thank you very much. I'm happy to talk to you. Wonderful. Regarding those medications and push-up and everything, like commercials on the TV, to me, is despicable. Despicable. Because when you see, like, maximum advertisement, <clears throat> because you ate some pizza, take a purple pill. Yes. Please, don't you think you should not have this pizza in the first place? Same with the kids. Why is there is all antidepressants and the anxiety and stuff like that? It starts. It starts in childhood. It starts when I... girls have their periods. They become oh. women. And all of a sudden, it's a disease. Yes, yes, it's called, it used to be called Moody. Irina, let me ask you a question. And I mean this sincerely. I, I, I love the accent. It reminds me of my friend who I just passed away. It reminds me of going to his house. Can I ask where you're from? I'm from Minsk, Belarus. I came, I came to you, USA in 1995. I've been here since. I got my... Older son, uh, born in Minsk. I brought him in. Uh, he was two and a half years old. My younger one was born here. And my boys, they are wonderful. But like I said, it starts in childhood. I was a girl. My mom was a girl at the time. My yeah. grandma was a girl. And no one told them any, anything about PMS. <laughs> Now, they grew up in the Soviet Union. Did you ever hear anybody say they were dealing with anxiety or depression? What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm what talking, are you about... talking about. If you, I... if you have a PMS and you have like belly ache, it's normal. <laughs> I... Just walk more. <laughs> See, I like that. There you go. I love it. It's a window into waking up America, and you also get the treatment from a government-issued Soviet healthcare system. Just get out of the hospital. It's normal. Go yell at someone. You'll feel better. All right, now let's go to the movies. I saw a movie that I was going to turn off, but it had the guy in it who was the uh, the singer. Uh, what the hell's the name of the movie? Depardieu, his name is the guy from the, the, the Gerard Depardieu. Right? Is that his name? I think I'm butchering his name. It's called Cop Shop. Ridiculous, extremely entertaining, couldn't take my eyes off of it. Just what you're going to need to forget all the propaganda and the fact that we are on the precipice of World War III. Highly recommend it. Now you tell me what you like, and I need a documentary. I did not see the Icon one. There's a one on Icon I really want to watch. I didn't see it. Megan Orland Park. Hey, Sean, can you hear me okay? Beautiful. 
Wonderful. Okay, great. So I'm going to be a little greedy here. I told Bunny that I have three really quickly, okay? Um, I have a miniseries. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm really excited. Bunny says she started it, Inventing Anna with Julia Gardner. Yes, I saw the pre. I saw it on, on my streaming channel. I did not watch it. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, a movie I haven't seen, but I love Jack Lem- Lemon. It's called April Fools. Are you familiar with that one? Yes, April Fools with Jack Lemon. Yeah, it's an old movie. Yeah. It's a real old movie. Yeah, I, I love Jack Lemon though. Oh. I've never seen it. I want to see it. And then Big I have friend. a book that I know you're going to love. You love Cary uh, Grant, right? I'm big fan. Big, big fan. Yeah. Yes. So it's called Dear Carrie, My Life with Cary Grant by Diane Cannon. So it's a biography. She was uh, married to him. I love Did I you know, know he was really into LSD? I, I knew he was extremely cheap. Very cheap. He used to scream at her to turn lights off in rooms she left. And, you know, I was a big Diane Cannon fan. She was very sexy. Thank you very much, Megan. Appreciate the call. Mark, Mount Prospect. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just want to tell you, buddy, you are a true blessing, and thank God for you, the, the truth you speak. So oh, I just want to you. tell you that first thank before uh, my movie is, is True Romance. It's a 1993 Quentin Tarantino written movie. One of Bunny's favorites, and yes. it stars Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette. It has an unbelievable cast: Dennis Hopper, Gary Oldman, Christopher Walken. Come on, Brad it's one of my favorites, brother. It's one of my favorites, oh. and that's when Arquette—that's oh, before she gained an eighth grader. She was actually something to look yes. at back then. One of the best yeah. movies, and uh, when you see about- Gandolfini, and that scene with yeah, her and Gandolfini, yeah. that is a great. Yeah. Scene. There's so many. It, it's an instant classic. Yeah. And how about how? Um, who's the guy that played the the drug dealer? The same guy from the professional. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. What a fantastic part that dummy played. Um, he was uh, completely movie. unbelievable. Yeah, Mark. One of my favorites. Well, how about, how about in the trailer with with uh, Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper? Oh, I love that, this guy. I love this guy. Is, I love this guy. That is yeah. great. Mark, I'm going to watch it this weekend yeah. just because you made me smile. Oh. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Mike Woodridge. Hi, Sean. Hi, buddy. Hi. Um, yeah, because you're uh, so smart and so so sharp, uh, oh. i got a documentary. It's not boring. It's uh, Bobby Fischer against the world. It's free on YouTube. It's, it's about that time period in 1972 where he took on the Ruskies. Bobby Fischer against the world, and then after that, go, goes to the movie Pawn Sacrifice. Love it with Toby McGuire. Absolutely love it. Are, they're not they're, right. They're not boring. They're not just about chess, but you'll get to the chess fever, and it's about beating the Ruskies in 1972, and all that led, led up to it. It's just it's sensational. Mike, you want a treat? It's going to tie into your movies. Go on YouTube. Go. Put Johnny Carson yeah. and Bobby Fischer. Watch Bobby Fischer on the. Johnny Carson I saw, show. I saw that about twenty times. I saw it many times. He, 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 he It's a great interview, and he does this thing with that puzzle trick with this. Love it, stuff. love it, love it. It is absolutely wonderful. Thank you, Mike, very much. I recommend that to everybody. All right, listen, I'm going to go to break. So if you're on the line, stay there. I have two lines open: three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Give me a good documentary, good movie, because I'm not wasting any time on these propagandists over the weekend. I'll be back after this. AM five sixty. Hello Friday
All right, this is truly the fastest show. I cannot believe how fast it went. We don't have much time. I'm going to take one call and read the rest. Karen McHenry. Hi. I'm going to be real quick. You're a wise man, and you're a wise guy, and I love it. You don't Thank spend you. the truth. Thank Your you. I like documentaries I liked, and I looked at them years before COVID, was Vax and a Shot in the Dark. And they talk about, people talk about how they were injured by vaccines. And if you want to re- relive today, the time machine from 1960. Great shows how people are moving in this paradise. And there's great. An Thank you, Karen. Don't be mad, but we got to play the national anthem. Thank you very much. Mike on the south side, suffer no fools. Scott Genoa by dawn's early light. Tom Sherville, Firefox, Marge LaGrange, movie Moanstruck. I got a minute and a half. I want to do my man meatloaf. Oh. Scott, Genoa. Scott. I hit I hit the button too early. My fault. He hung up. Pritzker. Oh, important time in our history it really is it really is that's why we need to rally around the principles of Americanism our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers but only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, 
then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Thank you. And that's why you don't give up. You can't give up. There is no tomorrow. It's right now. That's why you don't waste time on propaganda or Democrats. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.